tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right, let's kick things off with a question. How connected are our teenagers in the United States to their phones? How connected? Well, Pew Research has found that one in five are on TikTok and YouTube constantly, every single moment of their day, when they're not in school, when they can't, when they can't use their phones, they're on TikTok and YouTube. Wow. Uh, Facebook, it's dying. 71% of teens used it back in 2014. What do you think that percentage is now? 71% in 2014. Actually, I thought this was really high. They say uh, today's kids use Facebook 33% of the time. I, I think that's actually too high. But think about this. If Facebook ever buys Gmail, right? If Facebook ever buys Gmail, you know that option Mark has seen? Uh, was going to be changed to Mark has seen. So Mark as seen is going to be changed to Mark has seen. Get it? Mark Zuckerberg has seen. I, oh, I know. That was a long way to go for a drink of water. All right. You're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. I'm, of course, Kim Commando, America's digital goddess here with you. It's the biggest show. It's the most trusted show about all things digital. If it's their first time tuning in, a huge welcome to you and to our returning listeners. It's always nice to see a familiar face. Now, you can find my award-winning show in over 420 top stations across the United States, and you can find us as a podcast, as a webcast, commercial-free over at commando.com. Just hit that button that says Commando Community. You can also find the show commercial-free in Apple Podcasts as well. And a special hello goes out to all of our listeners in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and Space Force in 175 different countries who are joining us on the American Forces Network Radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women. And here at the Kim Commando Show, we thank each and every one of you for your service to our country. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. Well, you can count on me to check at least 35 different websites every single day to bring you up to date on the top five things you need to know about tech right now. We're going to start with online reviews. Super important. But I read this story over the Wall Street Journal that all of us are just so tired of being asked to review so many things. And then we're also being coerced into giving everybody just a five-star review because if you don't give them a five-star review, they start asking you all kinds of questions, right? So businesses are bullying and harassing us for to have these great reviews. Now, one gal, Lucy Josephs, told the Wall Street Journal that she found a hostel with all these great reviews. So she decided to book it. But the stay wasn't as great as she hoped. So she left a realistic, mediocre rating. And she wrote that she was really disappointed in this particular hostel, that the staff was not friendly. And because of the rating, the owner actually DM'd her personally on Instagram and said, I'm sorry that you felt that our place was not that great, but a low rating really hurt us. He then pressured her to rewrite it over and over and over again until she ended up just blocking him. Wow. 
Uh, moving on to number two, GM says, oh, we're just trying to help you. GM is ditching Apple CarPlay and Android Auto and all their new EVs like the 2024 Chevy Blazer. They say it's because of safety reasons. Mm. They say that our phones are too distracting. Uh, CarPlay and Android Auto let you run GPS from your phone to your car's infotainment system, Spotify, Pandora, things like that. So GM says that you have to use, and they want you to use their Ultify system, which it developed with Google. So you could do the same things as you could with CarPlay. Ah, just think of all the sweet data and all the cash that GM's going to be making from their in-app purchases. Mm-hmm-hmm. GM already collects a lot of data on us if you use the app, the My GMC app. The privacy policies, they collect everything from your name, address, your geolocation data, uh, your age, your race, your color, religion, medical conditions, physical disabilities, mental disabilities. It goes on and on and on. And GM... I can't believe they have just a straight face to say, we're just doing this to help you, to help you. Sure. Uh, moving on to number three, if you download 1984 by George Orwell from Amazon straight to your Kindle, your phone, or your tablet, Big Brother is actually watching you. Amazon dominates this market. 72% of e-readers are owned by Amazon, and it's tracking more. It's snooping on your entire web activity to package it off and sell it to who knows who. So if you check out a book on depression, religion, whatever... They collect that data, even where you're reading it. Things that you've outlined in the book or underlined or looked up. Uh, no laws to stop this, by the way. So yeah, Big Brother's actually reading over your shoulder. So what can you do? Look for eBooks in open formats like EPUB, which you can read on various apps. If you're downloading books online, use a VPN. Head to the library. Might be old-fashioned, zero tracking. Get eBooks on a USB stick or a CD if they do offer that. Uh, Moving on to number four. This one's really interesting to me. Uh, Some startling numbers from 2021. Drunk driving has caused over 13,000 deaths. Uh, Financial impact, $280 billion in lost wages, medical bills, and more. So now the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is looking to do something about it. They're thinking about forcing technology into cars that would stop drunk driving. They're beginning to gather information about this. So what kind of tech? Think sensors that can sniff out if you've had a drink through your breath or even your skin. Cameras that will check for weird eye movements. Facial recognition software. Alcohol vapor sensors. Telematics. Let me tell you something. I'm all for stopping drunk drivers, but there's got to be something less invasive than this. And finally, number five, the ultimate revenge. Let's say you want to get back at your ex after a horrible breakup. Instead of stalking their pics on Instagram or Facebook to see where they've been or who this new person is, there's another way to get your revenge. There's a TikTok gal by the name of Madeline Salazar. She has been making fake boyfriends in her selfies. She says she wants to win every breakup and she wants to make every ex jealous. Uh, She has a few pics up of her AI boyfriends, one of a guy working on her shower Uh, One of her at a nightclub with a handsome gentleman. These guys aren't real, by the way. She used Adobe's generative AI tool in Photoshop to make it all work. She's racked up 55 million views for images of just these dreamy guys resting on her shoulder, holding her hand. Uh, Some call it hilarious. Other people say it's just toxic. Uh, Madeline has a YouTube tutorial, by the way, for all your DIY fake romance needs. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
What a world we live in. Uh, speaking of boyfriends, why did the female asteroid deny her boyfriend's marriage proposal? Think about this one. Why did the female asteroid deny her boyfriend's marriage proposal? Ready for it? Because she was scared of commitment. Is it a commitment? Commitment. Oh, okay. I know. This, this is just embarrassing. They're getting worse. I promise they're going to get better. They will get better. Just stay with me. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It seems like every single day we see yet another headline about artificial intelligence. It's going to radically change our lives. It's going to take away all of our jobs and maybe even end all of mankind. But how much of this is hype? How much of this is real? So to give us a great perspective here on the show, so delighted, so thrilled that we have with us Dr. Ben Gertzel. He's one of AI's most prominent figures. Now, you may have heard his name before, big time guy, Sophia the Robot, made for Hanson Robotics. He's also the brains behind Singularity Net. That's the world's leading decentralized AI marketplace. And the OpenCog AI framework, uh, that's a platform designed to foster AGI. Yes, that's yet another term. That's artificial general intelligence. Now, if you don't know what that means, we're going to be getting into that. So just stay with us. Uh, Dr. Gertzel, so thankful that you're here with us. Um, how did you get involved in all this? Oh, I've been interested in AI since... Uh late 1960s, early 1970s, when I was a little kid and saw, you know, AI robots on the Star Trek and other, other science fiction shows. It already seemed clear to me as a young child that, you know, if you could make AI and robots that were as smart as people, I mean, that would be the beginning of all sorts of amazing things. And the, any other invention you wanted, they'll invent for you. You'll be on to a an era of abundance, right? So this has inspired me since I was a quite young child. I went on, got a PhD in, in mathematics, but then since I got my PhD in the 80s, I've been working toward building smarter and smarter uh, machines. And it's an amazing time to be in the AI field now. The world is suddenly starting to get excited about what I've been on about for uh, a half century. Which is something. Um, I just threw out the term AGI, artificial general intelligence, and that is so different than AI, uh, where AGI can help basically make its own decisions. Um, how would you define AGI for everybody who's listening and watching right now? Yeah, AGI is part of AI. It's a kind of AI. I mean, an AI is basically any hardware or software system that does stuff that we think of as smart when, when, when people do it, which could be driving a car, playing chess, writing, writing an essay, whatever. And an AGI has to be able to generalize beyond its programming and beyond its training. So an AGI has to be able to take a bit of a creative leap into the unknown. And of course, 
most of what we do in our lives is fairly routine and doesn't involve taking a creative leap in the unknown. But every now and then we can do that, which is why culture and technology and science and so on have have evolved, right? So once once you get to a human level AGI that can generalize and take leaps into the unknown as well as people, I mean, then then you're into a sort of different era of history because then a human level AGI can probably make a slightly smarter AGI, which can make an even smarter AGI. Then you're into what uh, my friend Ray Kurzweil called the technological singularity when progress is so fast, it seems infinite to the human mind. And without AGI, with just sort of narrow AI that sticks to its training and programming, you're never going to get a singularity that goes way beyond everything ever imagined. So you can look at chat, chat GPT that we're all familiar with now. Amazing system can revolutionize large sectors of the economy, but in the end, it's kind of remixing all the stuff that was fed into it. It's not taking a big leap in, into the unknown, which is is a limitation. How long do you think it'll take before something like a tool like ChatGPT would actually be AGI enabled instead of just AI enabled? And it only goes back for till April of 2023. And I know that we have Google Bard and Gemini and everything else that's out there, but... Um, how long do you think it's going to be in before we actually see that? I think we're looking at three to eight years before a breakthrough to full-on human-level AGI. And that's uh, from there, it probably is only a couple more years till you get a super intelligence that's much smarter than people. And this is a, it's a weird thing to realize. So, Doctor, how do you control a good... AI being, superlative, as you said, from not becoming a bad one? I don't think we control it. I think we can guide it. We have the power to create the early stage AGI minds in a way that guides them toward compassion and human benefit. And I think uh, that's what we should do. That's what I'm working on. Which would be wonderful. I'm just thinking of governments that may not necessarily want to control that. Various countries that would build this for nefarious purposes. Countries would like to control AI. Countries would also like to control the internet, and they're not fully doing that, right? I, I mean, the fact the fact that governments would like to control something doesn't mean that that they can succeed at that, particularly in the democratic world, where what people want actually matters. And I mean, we can see that with current calls to slow sure. down and ban the growth of AI systems. But I mean, people want to use chat GPT. People want self-driving cars. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people just like people want, want the internet and they want their, their X and their TikTok, Right. I mean, so, mm -hmm. I mean, I think on the whole, if AI is providing services that people enjoy and want to use and people feel are making their lives better, I think it will continue to to grow and be rolled out more and more widely. People will complain and handering about it like they do about the internet and mobile phones. But all these things are are serving value for people and people want them and they're going to keep getting rolled out and delivered to people. Um, doctor, thank you so much for being here and some shedding some light on it. I think, you know, some really interesting points that you brought up and yeah. thank you.
All right, let's change gears just a little bit. It's a common question that I get. How can I make sure that my older family members aren't falling for texting and phone scams? I mean, you probably have someone in your family who just didn't grow up with the sorts of technology, the phones that we have around today. And that's a real problem because older folks fall victim to phone scams, stolen identities, and hacking. But you can help, and here are some ways. Number one, uh, block unknown callers on their phone. We all know what an unknown number is. It's just a scammer. Now, just be sure that you tell them that if they're expecting a phone call from someone who's not on their contact list, maybe it's a pharmacy or maybe it's a doctor, it's going to go straight to voicemail. Uh, Number two in our list. Now, lots of important information is stored on a phone. If it gets lost, if it gets stolen, it gets broken beyond repair, your loved one could lose everything. So get their phone on iCloud or Google One app with automated backups. That's really important. Number three, be sure that you turn on their phone's emergency and medical ID settings because a smartphone can really save a life. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Let me tell you something. Kids today, they don't want to grow up to be firefighters, teachers, doctors, or scientists. What do they want to be? Influencers. Yes, more than half of all Gen Zers think they could have a career at influencer marketing and content creation. Now, one university in Ireland is offering a college degree in this. It's going to take on 40 students, and they're going to say we have so many applicants, we're going to have to turn so many people away. Now, here's the deal. No one's going to buy an influencer and follow them if they just influence. You have to have something to share. You have to have a skill. Even Kim Kardashian shares her passion for makeup on Instagram. So you can get a degree, you can get some experience, and then use that for content. Learn how to influence on the side. Now, how can you do this? HubSpot offers free certifications in social media marketing. Coursera offers influencer marketing strategies, and so does YouTube. Again, HubSpot, Coursera, or even just search on YouTube. All right, let's see. Brandon in Spokane Valley, Washington. Hi there, Brandon. Well, I've been kind of exploring about some GPS tracking on my work vehicles. Uh, You know, increased efficiency, help me do uh, mileage billing for my customers, insurance discount, that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. I was looking for something simple. I know they have ones that, like, plug into the OBD2 scan port on the vehicle. That way they can stay charged. It might be easy for guys to unplug and bring them into the office. What I don't want to have or I don't need is, like, a live feed on that. I don't need to be able to check in all the time. But these things carry a yearly subscription. I'm trying to figure out how to get away from that. Um, you know, there's a couple of ways for you to do this. How many vehicles do you have? Like five. Like five? Okay. Um, you know, a simple, easy way would be just to bop an air tag in each of the cars. Have you thought of that? Uh, not really. Yeah. So I would, so the Apple air tags, you buy four for 89 bucks on Amazon. Uh, and so I would, I actually have an air tag in each of my cars 
And so you can put it under the seat. You can put it, don't put it in the glove box. That's the first place where everybody looks to find them. Okay. Okay. Uh, or on the center console. So you can tuck it in under the seat. Uh, now, keep in mind that if somebody else has an iPhone, that they're going to get a notification that says there's an unknown AirTag near okay. you. Uh, a lot of people, what they recommend is that if it's going to be on vehicles where you think that that may be an issue, uh, and I'm, I'm not giving this out in case you're a stalker, because obviously you're not, is no. what they do is they put the AirTag somewhere in the engine itself uh, with some duct tape. And okay. so this way the air tag will always stay there, but people don't know enough to look in the, in the engine. If they look in the engine, it's going to be really hard to find something the size of a quarter that has, that has been duct taped over. But the beautiful thing about that is that it doesn't cost you anything. Okay. okay. Uh, I mean, it costs you that one time, but there's no ongoing subscription. You do get real time tracking. Uh, you know, and as far as, you know, being able to to go back in time, it doesn't necessarily do that. But if that was something that you would want, there is another product. It's going to cost you 150 bucks, uh, called the track it GPS. And that's track it. It's T R a K K I T GPS, the track it GPS. Okay. And it's about 150 bucks. There's no monthly fee. There's no subscription. Um, it, uh, uses Wi-Fi to communicate. So you don't need cell phone service, but it does do GPS real time tracking, logging and reporting. And so you can, uh, so it records all this. And then once in range of Wi-Fi, that's when it uploads all the data. Oh, great. So if I wanted to explore more with the AirTag, is that something that's exclusive to Apple? Cause I'm, you know, I'm an Android user. Oh my gosh, I don't even know why we let you on the show. Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. Come on. <laughs> um, Android, you're going to look at a tile tracker. Same thing. Okay. Yeah, so Apple's, okay. Apple's for Apple's, uh, I mean, Apple AirTags for Apple, uh, tile trackers for Android. Samsung also makes their own. And then if you think that maybe you need more than that, take a look at that TrackIt GPS. Again, that's T-R-A-K-K-I-T GPS. And if you need any help afterwards, Brandon, I'm your gal. I'm right here for you. All right, let's talk about tech myths. I've got several for them. Uh, number one, private browsing is totally private. Mm, not. ISPs, advertisers, websites can still spot you. Incognito means unknown. So always log out from sensitive accounts and using a VPN for an extra layer of privacy. And we recommend ExpressVPN. All right, the more megapixels, the better the camera. Nah, not really. Okay. Uh Photos are often shot with cameras less than 20 megapixels. I'm talking about the really good shots. And don't shoot in RAW unless you actually need to. Uh, files take up way too much room. Uh, Macs are the Fort Knox of computers. No, they're secure, not invincible. You still need AV software. Deleting files are good, gone for good. Nope. Your PCs, recycle bin, trash can. File shredding software is the one that you need to use to make sure that the files are truly gone. Uh, charging phones overnight kills the battery. Most times it's not going to do that. They have built-in circuits to prevent overcharging. You don't want to do it every single night, but once in a while it's not going to do too much damage. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. 
as a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. Uh, Jim in Spokane, Washington. Hi there, Jim. Good. Well, I always appreciate your show and your newsletters, and I just want to give you a call. I'm recording a uh, longtime life a uh, long uh, residence of Sandpoint, Idaho, mm-hmm. and uh, their history. And some of these people are in their 80s, and um, I'm currently using a Tascam DR40X linear PCM recorder. Nice. And it works well, um, but it's difficult sometimes to put that right in front of somebody. Um, and I don't feel comfortable maybe trying to apply a lapel mic or something on these older folks. And I want to be respectful of distance. And so I thought if there's something that, was uh, I could place in front of them, but down on the table, not as big as the Tascam itself. Right. And then the other, the other question I had is some people can only be accessed by phone, and I'd like to use the same device if possible, although I'm willing to change, uh, to record people on my phone. Now, I can't record it on the phone because it has to go onto an SD memory card that I then turn into the museum afterwards for storage. Well, you could always record it on your phone and then transfer it to an SD card. I mean, that's not a problem. Um, yeah. They're not putting anything in the cloud. My concern is why were you even doing SD anyway? Well, I'm doing it um, on the device that I have. Um, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of funds for this, and so I'm using what they have currently. Okay. Well, okay, we're, we're going into different directions. So let's, let's start at the beginning, okay? Okay. Uh, number one, a lav mic is going to give you really good sound quality. Uh, I know you said you don't want to clip this on, but, you know, it can be attached close to the speaker, and that's going to be giving you clear, clear audio uh, without worrying about them moving their heads around or not being able to project their voice to a microphone. Right. It's going to capture their voice just right underneath them. You know, of course, you could always do a headset with a mic right in front of their lips as well. Uh, but again, this depends upon, you know, how you feel, like you said, I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that. Uh, you know, another thing you can look at is what's called a shotgun mic. And you've seen these in movies and things. It's where it's, uh, where it can be pointed towards the speaker. And so you're going to put it on a stand and maybe put it directly, you know, in between you and them, but it's going to be high enough so it's right near their mouth. The whole mm-hmm. idea is that the closer that you can get that audio recording device next right. to their mouth, the better off that you're going to be. I don't think putting a mic on a desk is going to give you anything because you're going to get a lot of ambient sound. Okay. Uh, and that's definitely what we don't, what we don't want. You might also want to consider uh, is there are these like pictures, like a half moon. I can't think of who makes the one that I have like about a half moon where it's, it's 
filled with material that you see in a sound booth. Mm. And so what you could do is get one of those. They're not expensive, like a hundred bucks. And then the mic gets attached to that. And so sometimes when I'm traveling, I might even carry one of these with me. Okay. Uh, so that this way I can do our our daily tech updates and our daily digital life hacks without it without the sound reflecting off of a hotel room wall or something like that. And so um, I'm going to send you a link to one of those, and then you could just hook a mic in there. That might be the best one, if, especially if you don't want to uh, put a lab on them or anything like that. Um, okay. Now, as far as uh, what do you want to talk about? Record re- the recording on your phone. Uh, I would record this on the phone and use the phone's recording app, whether it's voice recorder or something like that, and then have that saved up to the cloud. And if it's on an SD card, you can always save it. The reason for the cloud is that this way we don't have to risk the card's failure because you know they do Mm -hmm. fall fail. I'm sure it's happened to you. You're like, oh my gosh, or you lose it. (laughs) Like, what was on that little card anyway? I don't remember, you know. Type yeah. of thing, um, and then of course you know you can also transcribe it once it's up in the cloud too, or on on your desktop or whatever it may be. Um, I like to use uh, Otter.ai. I don't know if you've tried that. But, no, but it's nice. It's it. It's called Otter.ai. What's really nice is that it will say person number one, person number two, and then you can go in and say this is Jim and this was Carol or this was Bob. And then mm. you have you have the whole transcription done by person. And then you mm. can go in and you can edit it. So you're like, okay, I don't need this sentence because it didn't catch the whole sentence. Right. Um, but in order to actually transcribe this conversation, what do you need first? Yes, a really good audio recording. Right. Right. So right. I, I think if, if I were tasked with this job, I would invest like you said there's not a lot of funds but it's you know is is i would invest in one of these portable recording little tiny like just really like studio like a half moon that goes around Mm -hmm. the microphone Mm -hmm. and then put that as close as we could to their mouths Mm -hmm. and then you know not Mm -hmm. to and also with um with a filter that will so that this way if they pop any peeves or if they do anything like that Mm-hmm. Uh, that we could get that filter out. Do you want me to put together a shopping list for you? That'd be wonderful. Okay. And the, the lapel mic might kind of meet some of my thoughts too, or my needs. Um, so if you had a recommendation on that, sure. that'd be wonderful. Okay. So I'm going to put you on hold. Let's get your uh, email address, Jim, so that this way I can put everything together for you in one little package. And then for everybody else, if you're wondering like, hey, I need that too, make sure that you subscribe to our free newsletter. Super easy to subscribe Head over to getkim.com. I'll go ahead and post that list inside there. Once again, that's getkim.com. Okay, let's see. Um, Denise in Orlando, Florida. Hi there, Denise. Uh, well, I bought a new laptop um, because the old one I had, the operating system was old. I was told by a tech that I needed to upgrade. So I bought one, kind of a mid-range, around five or $600. Paid a little extra to have them change my, uh, put my data from the old computer all my information files onto the new computer because I didn't know how to do that. So they did it, and um, now I've got the old computer back. I don't know how to dispose of it. I want to be safe because I'm sure stuff's in there, and I don't know what to do or who to give it to or how to get rid of 
what's in there and know that it's being safely disposed of. The information yeah. and then the unit itself. Can you give me any advice? Well, here's the deal. First of all, really smart in having somebody transfer the files from one place to the other because I've heard from so many people who have done it the wrong way over the years and then lost their stuff. So now that you have your old computer, what you want to do is what's called, this is the technical term, wiping the hard drive. And basically what it does is it removes all your personal data from the hard drive, but you have to use special software in order to do that. You just can't go over and do a, to a prompt, you know, ask, remove or delete, D-E-L, asterisk, dot, asterisk. I mean, those days are long gone. So there's special data wiping software. One is called D-Ban. That's a letter D and then B-A-N. The other one is Eraser. And how they work, it's it's pretty innovative, is that it overwrites all the data on the hard drive that makes it unrecoverable. See, a lot of people don't realize that when you just remove a file on a hard drive, the file is actually there. What's, what is removed is just the flag. So a flag will go up and say, okay, you can save some stuff over here. So unless you overwrite that data, that, that data can be written, it can be recovered, and somebody can actually see what was there. So again, a couple of programs that you want to use is DBAN or Eraser. Then once you wipe the hard drive, you know, you can donate. It. You can try to sell it on eBay. Uh, a lot of retailers like Office Depot and others, they have free recycling programs. And you can also check with local charities and maybe schools and churches and synagogues because they uh, might accept donations of old computers. You can find links to D-Band and Eraser over at commando.com. And Denise, thank you for your call. Such great questions. Now, if you're just too shy to come on a big time show and podcast, I get that. Head over to commando.com and hit that link that says email Kim. Once again, that's commando.com, that link that says email Kim. I read every single note that you send. Commando.com and hit the button that says email Kim. You know, when you take a selfie, it's a lot more than just you in that photo, right? You may have your private location data. You see, your phone keeps track of your location for a lot of good reasons, okay? Think Google Maps or Uber or Postmates, whatever it may be. That's one thing that you probably don't know is that it extends to your photo. So when you take a picture, your phone has something called metadata that it's going to put with that photo. The metadata includes the date it was taken, the camera settings, and the location where the picture was taken. So when you share your image, anyone can have access to that data, even a stranger. So to stop location sharing on your iPhone, open the image that you want to share, go to options and then toggle off location. On Android, open that gallery, select the photos, go to details and click remove location data. If you need these steps, they're over on the website, commando.com, where by the way, knowledge is power. You can get TechSmart every single day at commando.com. And after all, that's what we all need. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.